gearing up for its big blast off. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst <laughs> podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with Kevin. Hi. How's it going? Good. We are here in the Worship Ministry Catalyst studios in Washington, Washington, coming at you live. Except really not live at all, is it? You know how many times we've made that same joke that it's live but not really live? Have we really made that joke a lot? At least once. I don't think we've ever done it. Yes, we have. I know we've done it at least once. <sighs> Shoot. I thought I was being original. <laughs> Dang. But it's live to us. It totally it's is. It's real life to us. It's it's the real thing. It's the real the real life. And we just a couple of worship leader slack hack worship leaders here. Just wanted to talk about worship ministry. We we just want to get it out on the table. Hey, I have some very exciting news. Whoa, go. Um, worship ministry catalyst. We are at 97 subscribers. No kidding. Yeah. Hey, we're making we're making an impact in the world. Yeah, 97 people subscribed. And our, one of them is from Australia. And one is from Australia. We'll actually be doing that next episode talking about that. And there are there are hits. I don't know if they're listening to the podcast or uh, if they're just checking out the blog or the website or whatever, but there are people like all over the world like wow. South Africa, no kidding. South America, China. What India all over the place? People are wow. are landing on our web page. Wow! If you if you are listening and you are far away, thank you, thank you for being a part of our of our little community. And of, send us send us an email, and we'll definitely we'll give you a little shout out on Absolutely. the international we, podcast waves. <laughs> we're we're so international. Yeah, like that airport in Billings, Montana, the uh, the international airport. That goes to Canada, <laughs> therefore making it international. But uh, anyway, so that's some exciting news. That, that yeah, that's really cool. cool for sure. Yeah, if you if you are uh, if you're listening out there, definitely drop us a line because we we read them. Um, and when I say we, I mainly mean David because uh, because <laughs> David's so so much better at uh, at actually managing all the stuff than I am. But yeah, it'd be great to hear from. We're already hearing from some of you, and love to hear Absolutely. from you more. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, of people listening to our our podcast, kind of, you know, uh, I, yeah. I, obviously, there's a there's a much wider audience out there than than I even realized. Um, I want to just on a, a very brief. I'll try to be brief, but on a personal uh, on, on a personal note, ask for some of your guys's prayers. Um, uh, last, actually it was two weeks ago, wasn't it? When Dave and I got together two weeks ago, uh, to, to try to record a couple episodes and right before we were about ready to hit the record button, um, I got a call from my wife, Melanie and, uh, her sister, which will be my sister-in-law, Rebecca, uh, 20 weeks pregnant, you know, which is what, four and a half months, halfway, halfway through 20 weeks pregnant, went in for um, just the normal 20-week ultrasound uh, only to find out that her her baby um, uh, is is developing and growing um, without any hands or feet uh, so anyway needless to say it's kind of been a really big processing time for um, Rebecca's family and for Melanie and myself as we 
you know, as we've been trying to to be there for her. And Melanie drove drove down uh, to to spend some time with her sister. And anyway, th- there's there's a lot of uh, crazy things going on. But in the midst of all of it, some huge praises that I want to share. And, and I, I haven't even shared this with you, David. So um, really cool. If you remember when when uh, Melanie called me that mm-hmm. evening, uh, two Mondays ago, um, they did the ultrasound and the, the baby had no limbs. There was there was no arms, no legs, nothing. Uh, in addition, the uh, the the brain appeared abnormally large. The heart rate was really weird. I mean, the, the baby looked like it was in really bad trouble. The next day on Tuesday, uh, Rebecca um, had all these uh, uh, really intense, you know, uh, specialists look at her and do tons of ultrasounds. And, and they actually found that the baby does have limbs. It just doesn't have um, hands or feet. So that's a huge, huge mm-hmm. praise because before the baby was just, you know, from what they could tell, was just pretty much like a torso, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a head. And and uh, now they're actually discovering the baby has limbs. Um, it, it has a full right and left leg and it has a partial um, or excuse me, has a full right arm and leg and a partial left arm and leg. So still no hands or feet. So. Um, you know, but I, I guess all I'm saying, sorry, I, I've already, I've taken too much time already, but, uh, just be praying, um, be praying for Rebecca, my sister-in-law and be praying for this baby. Uh, it's, it's a boy. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna name him Israel. And, um, so be praying for Israel, be praying for Rebecca and her family. And I just kind of wanted to share that because I, I know that Rebecca is, is, uh, a strong believer that that God, um, God can and, and God um, uh, absolutely is able to heal this baby, and so we're we're just kind of praying towards the end that God would just do a miracle here. Um, so anyway, if you would join me in that prayer, all you listeners, I would uh, certainly appreciate it, and I know Rebecca would appreciate it, um, especially knowing, especially knowing that people all over the world are praying for her. There, there's something really cool about that. So yeah. Yeah, and kind of a side note, tagging on to that, um, you know, we're we're worship leaders, we're we're real life people. We we have schedules that we have to keep and things that come up, and so from time to time, podcasts may not come out, you know, for a week. <laughs> you might yeah. we might miss a week here or there. Sorry, things might happen like that to keep us from doing that, and so and that was my fault last week or but, two weeks ago. I just want to say we're we're committed to doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, so just because we miss a week here or there, you know, it might be a couple of days late, one week or something like that, doesn't mean that we're not, doesn't mean we're losing interest, doesn't mean we don't want to keep doing this. It just means that, you know, something's come up in one of ours or both of our schedule that's keeping us from getting it out that week. So. That's right. But we thank you for your faithful support, faithful thank listening. Keep listening because there listening. are more episodes to come. Spread the word. Spread it out but, like um, wildfire. So also a little apology for listeners having to suffer through my my nasal cold oh. allergy sound yeah. again. It's like it just keeps going on. But anyway. I think you sound beautiful. I should put some effects on it, like make me sound like Darth Vader or something like that. So, you know, it has a little bit of a unique Sweet. twinge. Or I can make Sweet. myself sound like a woman. Oh, cool. I, I know how to do that. 
in yeah. GarageBand because <laughs> that's a real useful thing. Actually, it is a real useful thing <laughs> because um, I was recording practice tracks for our choir. Oh no! Um, and did, did and you? so so I well the first time I the first time I did it I recorded it and I sang in falsetto for like the altos yeah and sopranos I think I did it in my falsetto. And then I, they just ragged on me for weeks and weeks and weeks about me singing in my falsetto. And they said, that well, sounds weird. It was like more distracting than it was helpful or something oh. like that. So, um, but then I found this thing, actually Lee showed it to me. How you, it's called like the vocal transducer or something like that, where you can make, I can make myself sound like a woman. Awesome. And so I can sing in my voice and then. And then just, just pitch it and higher. Pitch it up an octave makes it sound like a woman. Beautiful. And, and it's pretty convincing. <laughs> And so I, that's what I'm going to do the next time I do a practice, some practice tapes for our choirs. Awesome. I'm going to do it that way instead of. But I also I did it. I played some of them on keyboard and just recorded that in, mm. and and they said that worked fine too. So okay. I don't know which is easier. Well, hey, there you go. Different different techniques, different ways of uh, getting the female vocals down. Um, so speaking of practice tracks, yeah. That's something that's really it was really popular for a long time anyway with choirs at this time of year. Sure, because because Christmas it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We have people on our street that are already putting up Christmas lights. Do you have any people around? Not in our neighborhood, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you what bugs me, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to just be the negative Nelly here. You know, I, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. But come on, man, like. Why are all the stores already doing the Christmas thing? And it's not like it's not like this is a new thing. I mean, they've been they've been doing Christmas since since before Halloween. Yeah. Just I don't know. It, it drives me crazy. And my my wife Melanie, she gives me a hard time about it because she really likes Christmas, and she's like, "Come on, you know, it's it's fun, it's festive." But here's my big thing, and I don't know if you want to call it a conviction. Or just me being just just trying to just you know uh, fight the system. But my big thing is no Christmas until after Thanksgiving, because you know I I, I don't know I don't want to forget Thanksgiving, but also it just drives me crazy that the consumer marketing and uh, just the the whole. So I I have a rule and I say. After Thanksgiving, we can do all the Christmas we, you want, you know, Christmas music and lights and decorations. And usually the day after Christmas, we, we go out and we, we uh, cut a tree. But come on, let's just wait until after Thanksgiving. That's my big thing. Well, uh, there's a, a website that you reminded me of. I'm, oh, I'm great. getting out my notebook so I can write it down so I can remember to link to it. Because the last couple of times I've been trying to remember what links I said I would actually link to, and then I have to go back through and try and remember what they were. But um, there's it's called the Advent Conspiracy. <laughs> but that's it. They're ta- They're basically doing what you're talking about. They're they're trying to take the focus off of all the commercialism and help families and churches redirect that money and momentum that we normally put into you know, going crazy at Christmas and put it into some good cause that's going to help someone else out. Ah. And so I think it's like adventconspiracy.com or .org or something like that. And I know a lot of churches have jumped on on board with them this year, jumped on the bandwagon, if you will. Cool. And so, but it's kind of a cool thing. But, I, want, um, I want to jump on a bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I like bandwagons. Today, um, I was thinking we could talk about Christmas because um, it is November 17th. Right. 
which, you know, is really close to Christmas. But if there are worship leaders out there who haven't started planning for Christmas, there's still time to plan and do something really good for Christmas. Absolutely. And and quick uh quick side note here, just FYI, I'm not I'm not being hypocritical because I, I know I just said I wait until after Thanksgiving to do Christmas stuff. Um, but that that is with the exception of planning for the Christmas service and our Christmas program. Because, you know, obviously you can't wait until after Thanksgiving to try to put together like a choir or right. whatever. Yeah. So, but for myself personally, as far as like, you know, the uh, Christmas shopping and Christmas decorations and uh, Christmas music, I like to wait till after Thanksgiving. That's just me, though. I'm not trying to hate on anyone else. I'm not trying to rain on the parade. Um, there is a church out there. I think it's First Church of God. Um, There's a lot of First Churches of God. There are. There. There. I wonder which one was actually first, though. <laughs> Good That'd be question. An interesting statistic. Sure. Um, I wonder if Wikipedia has it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on Wikipedia, it ain't true. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> But so true. But um, anyway, they they video podcast, vodcast, if you will. Vod. They vodcast their choir practices, and this, they're a larger church, and they have a pretty decent sized choir, and they're doing contemporary stuff with their choir. I imagine they're probably working on Christmas stuff right now. So if you want to see what another choir is doing at Christmas, it'd be a good thing to go check out. Yeah. I'll try and remember to throw a link on there. I wrote it down. There so. You. There um, you go. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, I thought maybe we could run through kind of what we're doing for Christmas. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I, I did a post on our website, our, on our blog a while ago about Christmas. Christmas is coming. Goose is getting fat. Um, and one of the things that's kind of bothered me is like, you know, with, you know, with worship pastors, you always talk about what you did for Christmas after Christmas is over. Right, but never... Uh, but never before. Huh. So, like, you never get together with other worship leaders and talk about what you're doing for Christmas this coming year. Mm. And so, you know, you don't get together, you don't share your ideas, you don't you collaborate know, other ideas and other people because you're too concerned with whatever's going on. So, so anyway, I thought it'd be cool if we shared our ideas of what we're going to do for Christmas. Maybe that'll spark an idea... If they like our idea, great. If not, then that maybe hopefully it'll spark some other idea that they want to go out and implement in their church for Christmas this year. Cool. So um, I'll start with one idea that we're not doing. Oh. <laughs> this I, was the... I, I hope I'm not doing it because then, <laughs> then I'll feel real dumb. No, uh, the first idea we came up with was going on going on the idea of bells because we like to come up with a, a, a real uh, feasible kind of visible grasp a bull <laughs> g-r-a-s-p grasp not like the wood tool that rasp but grasp good thanks grasp for... graspable thanks for clarifying that's that. not really a word but i'll make it up <laughs> thank you we'll coin it today um, trademark worship ministry catalyst so we so we were going to go with bells and we thought you know we had we had bells where we could come up with you know a couple of different bells a bell that could each that maybe represent each of the four spiritual laws that we could take people through or something like that and and then we could be it'd be real easy to decorate we could decorate with just a whole bunch of bells we did a bell do, choir no we're not doing this idea oh okay <laughs> that idea came up but we weren't we don't have a bell choir and, oh yeah 
<laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah. But um, and so we were gonna we would do a whole bunch of songs. You know, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, oh. Carol of the Bells. There's all kinds of bell songs out there you could do. Right. But anyway, we decided not to do that. But if that is an idea you want to pursue, go for it. Huh. But um, what we are doing. That's your phone. That is my phone, and I always forget to turn it off. Uh, but what we are doing is we're doing what we're calling Gifts of Hope. So um, we, were, we were talking about what would be the most relevant topic that a non-believer would be facing this Christmas. Uh-huh. And so we thought, well, hope, you know, there might be a lot of people who are going to be coming into our doors on Christmas weekend who have no hope. You know, because they've either maybe lost their house, mm. lost their job, job right. lost the family because they lost their money, lost some of their savings or retirement, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, people going through all kinds of stuff that maybe we've never really experienced in this way before at Christmas time. At least it's been a long time since we've experienced this kind of hopelessness. So we're going with the idea of hope. And um, what we've done is we've nailed down. Uh, some gifts of hope that relate to the gospel, and and we found stories of people in our church that have gone through a scenario that relates to each gift. Mm. And so, um, well, the first gift is the gift of purpose, like that God came to give you purpose in life, to give you meaning in life. And so we're going to share a story about someone who, who went through that struggle, who went through asking the questions, is this all there is to life? You know, wow. is this, if, if this is it, if I die and that's it, that's really lame. You know, I, I don't really want, uh, there's gotta be something more. Yeah. And so, so that, uh, that's the first gift. The second gift is the gift of redemption and that, uh, God will accept us regardless of what we've done, what we've done. We don't have to present ourselves in any way to be acceptable to God. He accepts us for who we are. And then the third the third uh, gift is a, the gift of new life, new. both uh, eternal and here, in, here on this earth, that God doesn't just have a plan to, you know, fix us after we die, but that he has a plan for us right now. And So, so the, is, it, is it just the, the three gifts? No, and then the, the uh, but, well, there's those three, and I'm going to turn off my phone here. Those three, and um, we're going to do videos of the stories, of of a story for each of those three. Oh wow! And then, um, and then Bob's going to get up and share just a short kind of uh, devotional. But you know, the three of the sermon points will have already been been hit in the in the videos, and so then he's going to get up and wrap it all up with with the gift of hope that came at Christmas. Mm. And so, so, so then. So how does that like interact with with music? Uh, I mean, because you, you said before with the the bells. I mean, there's a lot of really logical things you can do with bells, um, but as far as music for um, for a gift, what do you what do you got? Nothing. Not yet. Good. <laughs> nothing yet. Nothing. I'm doing. still in the midst of a deep search for anything that I think will work really well. So um, I think we're, we'll be able to find some stuff. If if not if not we'll just fall back on some contemporary arrangements of Christmas songs and do a couple of special songs. We're not going to do a choir. We were really trying to do a choir, but I no, think like I shared, no choir, huh? There's just I couldn't find the right music yeah. that would go with the idea that we're doing, and and I couldn't find good arrangements and stuff like that that would that would fit 
you know, with with the with the goal of getting people to sing along, because we well, it's one of the things we want to take advantage of is that we we're pretty sure that a lot of the people who will come will have heard a lot of the Christmas carols that we might choose from. Right. So they can they can fit in, they can they can grasp easily what we're doing and stuff like that. So they can know that know and sing along with the songs. Where you know, like Easter, if they come, chances are pretty good they know like none of the songs. <laughs> Right. They're just going to be observing, so they can actually participate. So we want to yeah, capitalize. Cr- Christmas on that. is a lot more, whatever universal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think people have a history with Christmas and Christmas carols. Um, so let me ask because we've, you know, we've done a whole podcast about choirs before, right? And, and we've talked about it, and <coughs> you know, um, have you gotten any kind of feedback, either negative or even positive, about not having choir? Like, have people been okay with it? I mean, well, I, they're okay with it, but I think it's because of how I did it. Oh, how did, <laughs> tell me, tell me how you did it. Well, um, and and it's different here because the choir was only less than a year old. We've never had a choir before. Really, the spring. Okay, so Gateway hasn't had a history of choirs. No, no, there's no history. So it's different for me than it is for you or any other church that's had a choir for 30 or 40 or 50 or 1,200 years. (laughs) 1,200, exactly. But um, so for us, it's a little bit different, but I'll, you know, the way I did it is I sent out like an initial email that just kind of gave a real quick introduction to the explanation. And then I actually did a blog post on our worship arts ministry, our Gateway Worship Arts blog that we do. And and I just I explained in pretty good detail why we're not doing a choir for Christmas that, you know, and gave some reasons for that. And uh, I can actually throw a link up to that post. Write it down if anybody cares to read that. But um, but I explained it, and I I think I explained it well enough that people were like okay with not doing it. That I wasn't just doing it because that I wasn't not doing a choir because I was lazy. Mm. Or I just didn't feel like doing a choir or, or whatever, but I had well, there was some, a there was a purpose. Yeah, there were some purposes behind doing it. So, so I and I think doing that, I got some good feedback from that. It's like, well, I was a little bit disappointed, but you know, having read your explanation of why you're not doing it, it makes total sense, and I look forward to when we do choir again in the future. So that was kind of the response I got from people. So who responded. in all, people were okay. Yes. With it. So good, good for you. So yeah, so no choir. Gifts of hope. That's what we're doing. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So, so we're kind of going a whole different, a whole different route um, than that. But I mean, I, I like, I like that idea. You know, finding, finding a theme, finding a topic um, that <clears throat> you know is simple and communicates, uh, and, and even doing the, even doing those, those video, um, doing those video deals. Uh, to to kind of incorporate in and uh, what we're doing um, for a long time, you know, our church we we've had choirs. Uh, you know, Laurelwood has historically been kind of a, a choir church. When I came on board two and a half years ago, I, I made the decision to um, to just take it down a seasonal choir. So we have a Christmas choir, we have an Easter choir. Uh, this past year. You know, I was doing some thinking. Um, I, I try to do a lot of collaborating and networking with uh, different worship pastors, especially uh, especially those that are in kind of the our our same you know association of uh, of CB churches. And so, um, I, I got in touch with a number of, of churches and said, "Hey, 
what if we did like a big combined program and and just kind of combine some of our choirs uh, to to make it kind of a, a big like big uh, both outreach and choral production. So so that's what we did. So I teamed up with uh, a couple other worship leaders. Teamed up with a couple other churches, uh, Brush Prairie Baptist and um, um, Philida Baptist in, in North Vancouver, and uh, we we put together our resources, we put together uh, our people, and we're doing kind of this big um, 50, 60 voice choir thing, which you know, which is a, a big deal for all of our churches, mm-hmm. um, you know, because all of our churches have you know around twenty people in the choir. So yeah, doing kind of this big production, um, we we came up with a theme. You know, me and and Angie, DJ Jeremy, some of these <clears throat> some of these worship leaders, we came up with kind of a, a theme. Um, uh, just this really simple idea of you know a savior is born, which I know sounds really like cliche, uh, but but it works. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, no, not not that bad, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. But you know, a savior is born, and then we just did some research, and Angie found this, um, you know, great music um, that that was more more kind of a, a worship oriented thing. Because you know, we we've done a lot of choir stuff in the past, and you know, word music puts out a lot of good choral stuff, but it's also you know, it can be kind of cheesy. So we were really trying to. You yeah, know, I, I would. <laughs> you would echo those. Uh, yeah, I'd more than echo that. I'd amplify it by about Ampl- like eleven, <laughs> I think. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, man, I listened to a lot of word choral club stuff this year, and and nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. So. So we we anyway. try we tried to go away from you know that that uh, word thing, and we we ended up with um kind of uh this this guy travis um gosh cottrell yeah i don't even know how to say his last name cottrell sure i think it's cottrell i was gonna say cottrell i was gonna say like colette or something but that's way off anyway so we we came across um travis cottrell and uh he could be totally butchering it right he'll he's probably listening um yeah that'd be cool if you're listening travis sorry yeah sorry and, and send us an email yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll interview you on the we'll, podcast. Yeah, we'll get you on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we we uh, got a couple of his books and um, just some really cool uh, arrangements of uh, incorporating modern day worship songs with some Christmas songs and pick those out. And we've been doing, you know, we've been doing choir practices now since October, uh, just because of you know the fact that we're trying to. Do three different churches and so when you practice, do you, are you all practicing separately? Uh, the, and then you're going to come put it together the later. Philida, the Philida guys, um, the Philida gang, they join us at Laurelwood uh, because they they don't have a full time worship pastor, okay, um, or or someone that you know really does a whole lot of choral stuff. So they join us at Laurelwood and Brush Prairie. They they uh, they have a long tradition of choral music as well so they kind of do their own thing also in addition so to Philida, that's like a half an hour away for those people to be coming yeah, to your church yeah they, they really they really make the drive yeah um that's cool yeah it's like 20 20 to 30 minutes that's from, commitment it is and it, it's cool i mean it's it's been really good so anyway so we yeah we've gone a totally different route because uh really 
our our focus actually this year more than ever is the choir aspect of it uh which has been good i mean it's been it's been a learning curve for me Mm -hmm. and um i think all of us we we've had to put in um extra work to coordinate it uh i feel like i put in uh, a lot of extra work because i I feel i feel like i'm kind of coordinating this um which which is good but it also kind of sucks at the same time because part of me wants to you know part of me wants to be like hey there's there's three other churches, so I should only be doing a third of the right. work. It's that um, ownership thing, you know. Totally. You know, same thing with worship ministries where you get a few people who are really committed and then a few people who just want to show up, and you got to get those people who just want to show up to... Take ownership. To take ownership of it and step up to yeah, the plate like everyone else it. is. So. Buy into it. So it's it's coming along. Um, I'll be honest, part of me is nervous uh, because we're we're actually doing two... Uh, two performances a saturday evening performance a sunday evening performance and um 13th and 14th so it's actually coming up like really soon uh so part of me is pretty kind of nervous about wow is is are we gonna pull it off i mean Mm -hmm. there's still so so many details you know band and soloist and you know we've got a lot of the logistical stuff done but I don't Is there know. any drama or anything that goes? You know, we we talked about it, and just for just for the ease of what we were already doing and, and the scale of what we're doing, we uh, said no. However, uh, me personally, uh, Laurelwood, our church is doing kind of um, our own lo- little performance on that Sunday morning, and we're gonna do like a kids choir thing. Um, which David here was so gracious, he helped me find some kids choir music. Because I was, I was uh, really stumped. I'm like, I don't know what to do for kids' choir. So da- David kind of busted out some, uh, what was it, the, the best of Kathy, Kathy Hills. Kathy Hills Christmas. Kathy Hills Christmas. Yeah. Which was great. There's, a, there's this song in there. It was this uh, rap. Um, and it was like, <laughs> Behold. Yeah, Behold. Behold, Behold. And then, and then the rap was like, Hark the herald, the angels did say what's the... And, and it's like... Oh, it was really funny because it was written back in 1996 or so. Well, it was very, very obvious that it was written by a very white person <laughs> <laughs> and and performed by very white kids. Yeah, man. God like, bless them. Yeah. God, our kids, they tried. We did that at, at my last church, and the kids loved doing it, and the parents got a kick out of it. But, it, you know, as far as being authentic, <laughs> it really wasn't. we're far off. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's not a style that that uh, many should attempt. No. I'll just say that. Yeah, dude. You could pull it off. Oh, You've no. got the soul to pull that off. I, yeah, no, I don't think so. I'd have to give O a call. Our, our friend. O la toy. O la toy como la fe. Uh, he's this really cool guy. Both uh, We knew him from Multnomah. Uh, giving a shout out to O if you're listening anyway, probably not, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, sorry. So we, we are doing a, um, a drama. The, the youth group is putting together a drama. We're doing a kid's choir. So we're doing kind of a, our own little separate mini performance concert for just Laurelwood. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as far as like the big scope of it, it's this big combined choir. So it sounds like your, like your target audience then is. Is what's your target audience? Let me just yeah. Say so that. our target audience, I mean, aside from just the normal attenders of our churches, you mm-hmm. know, the three churches, what we're really hoping to, and what we're, I mean, we're because we're promoting it. You know, we've been 
um, putting together flyers. We're we're trying to get some free uh, airtime on the radio. Mm-hmm. PSAs. Um, yeah, you, you know, which is harder actually than it it, it should be mm-hmm. to to get radio spots. Um, anyway, what we're really hoping for are kind of the the families, uh, you know, families in the area in the community who want to go out and do a, a, a quote-unquote Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of families will go to the grotto or the Festival of Lights. and um, Singing Christmas tree. Singing Night Christmas cracker. tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even even if they have no they have no interest in, in Chris, uh, Christianity or the message, you know, they, they just want to do something Christmassy as a family. Right. And, and that's kind of who we're really aiming for. Um, you know, by by promoting it like, hey, you know, three churches together on on one night or actually two nights, um, you know, uh, big choir, big production, um, you know, come come here, come enjoy the music, uh, a little bit of Christmas, and then and then you know, hitting that with that theme of Savior is Born. Mm-hmm. So as the evening progresses, all the songs get more kind of more pointed until uh, until we take a, a brief intermission and. And, uh, you know, we sing a few Christmas songs and then uh, one of the pastors um, is going to share just kind of a real brief uh, gospel message about the Savior being born. Cool. Well, we're out of time. Are we already? 33 minutes. It always goes so fast. Man. It's it's a very short podcast for us. Yeah. We hope you're not sitting there like, (laughs) (laughs) That was forever. They're finally done. Stop talking. They're finally done. Don't want to listen to that dude's nasal voice anymore. No, uh, you you sound nah, great, David. Nah. Nah. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good, man. So, um, anyway, that's what we're doing for Christmas. Yep. Christmas is coming. Christmas time. Buddy. Goose is getting fat. If that's you're a vegetarian, it. the tomato or eggplant's getting fat. Yeah, or <laughs> tofu or something, right? Yeah. So, uh, so if you haven't started planning, let's let me just give you a little gentle nudge. Get on it. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> hey, I would also be interested if any of you guys are listening and uh, you're doing something similar or maybe totally different. Uh, it'd be great. Get get onto our forum. Get onto our uh, website. Um, you know, interact. I mean, that, that's a lot of what our you know the purpose of this whole podcast is to kind of create a community of worshipers and worship leaders and worship team members and to facilitate this idea of worship in our, our churches. So, mm-hmm. uh, hit us, man, hit us at, um, uh, David at worship ministry catalyst.com or Kevin at worship ministry catalyst.com. Or you can join our network. Of, That's right. Uh, and what I always forget is like Ning something yeah, or other. Worship ministry And that's two eyes, right? N I I. No, just one. Oh, just see, that's my problem. The links are all on the website too. So you can just go to worship ministry catalyst.com. Yep. Uh, I was hoping to, to buy the domain like wmc.com, but it's already taken and we can't afford it because uh, we don't make any money off of it. No, this. right. Because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, go over to worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com and uh, love to hear some of your feedback on this podcast or any other podcast. I found out our most popular podcast has been the one where we talked about doing a worship service review. Oh, how and about then that? the you know, the second most popular was where we wrapped up talking about <laughs> worship service review and talked about the Olympics. So 
Olympics. Michael Phelps. Yep. So that might be something for us to think about as we think about doing topics that people want to listen to. There we go. So the mob has spoken. That being said, we are out of time. We are going to let you get on with your busy life and go do worship in the local church. Yeah. And Christmas. And Christmas. Planning. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.